Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate. I'm with my pod pal Phil. Yo, yo. And here we are, going to give you another take, another roundup of what happened in the NBA. A lot happening. Quick little roundabout. Quick little roundabout. Um, a lot of interesting takes. Some injuries happening. Sad. And I'm just, I'm excited to get into it. How about you, Phil? I'm also saddened by the injuries, but I'm, I'm ri- ripe and ready. As am I. So let's just get right into it. So the first team that I want to talk about from this past week is the Boston Celtics. And they've been on a tear since their opening night loss against the Sixers. They've rattled off seven straight W's. Um, dubs, dubs, very dubs. impressive. Against some pretty good teams also. They've beaten the Bucks. They've beaten the Raptors. Beat the Knicks. On the ro- they did beat the Knicks in a, probably their toughest game of the year, honestly, For besides real? their loss. But they just put the the beats on the Spurs by twenty. Okay, um, it's not a big deal. Hey, they went on the road, and okay, they, the Spurs they on the road. People in the Alamo are so relaxed; mm-hmm. they don't even know why they're there. They just Dropped saw thirty five points though. Dropped one hundred thirty five points. Okay, probably Something. fifty of them was Patty Mills. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe, but regardless, um, before we talk about all the good things the Celtics have been doing, we got to talk about the Gordon Hayward injury. I mean, this man cannot catch a break. He's sad. Been, He's been playing with a really nice rhythm to start the year, shooting above 50% from the field, averaging above, um, above 20 points per game, yeah, no. shooting, sh- shooting a nice percentage from three, around 40%, and then yesterday breaks his hand on a weird little um, off- legal screen from Marcus Aldridge. So, I don't know. I'm, this, this Celtic team was already dealing with some nagging injuries. Cantor hasn't played yet this year. Jalen Brown was sitting on a few games, um, and now they have to deal with this. It's unfortunate for Gordy, who's been playing well after last year was a struggle, to say the least. Yeah, but we know with those kind of injuries, it takes like a year to really get back into the – like you're like, okay, I can definitely move off of this without anything happening. We saw it with Paul George. It was a lesser scale, but he, yeah. he needed that time to come back. But I'm just happy he came back and was as strong as he was. I'm just wondering if you think that this will have an effect on Hayward once he returns. If there, if there's, it's just going to be harder to get into that rhythm. If he's going to, you know, trust his body even less. And for Boston, you know, how are they going to adjust? Are they going to be able to get through this? He'll probably be out for a month. You'd say that's the reports I've been reading that you know, be out for around a month. So give or take, he'll probably miss fifteen to twenty games. Yeah. So. Where do you think Boston goes from here? They have some tough games coming up. They have Dallas. Um, they have a little West Coast road trip where they go into Sacramento, into Phoenix, go play the Clippers on the road, play the Nuggets on the road. So they have some tough games. Do you think they're equipped to outlast this injury? Um, I'm not sure at this point because I don't know who's coming back when in the meantime, in between those, the time Gordon here would be out for. But all I know is right now, like, the role players got to step up. Like, you're, you're going to need, like, production from somewhere out of nowhere. Like you're gonna need like solid defensive possessions and run time for Taco Fall. You're gonna need Carson Edwards to be a good facilitator on the floor or just a good spot up shooter because they're missing a lot of uh, floor spreading. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're gonna go for, but they got to catch a break somewhere. And if they can't, then it'll be pretty ugly on the stretch. Yeah, um, it, it's definitely. Gonna, what do you think? It's gonna be an adjustment. I think that I think they'll be all right. I don't know. They're going to be worse of a team because Gordon's probably been the most reliable three-point shooter. Um, mm-hmm. And that, you know, whenever you miss that, it's going to be a, a blow to your team, regardless of if he's a, 
a star or not. But it's going to be a really nice opportunity for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who have already been playing solid this year. Tatum's averaging over 20 points per game. Jalen Brown's having a nice start to the year. He just dropped 30 in San Antonio. I think they'll be okay. Um, I worry sometimes on the defensive end because while, while Gordon – They do not have a strong interior defense. Yeah, and what I, what I think can counteract their lack of interior defense sometimes is that they have a lot of depth in the perimeter. They can throw a lot of guys at you, give you a lot of different looks. And while Hayward's not going to wow you with flashy athleticism, he's a, he's a smart defender. He's not going to um, – He's a tactician. Mm-hmm. He's he'll play the passing lanes. He'll, you know, he'll he's just gonna do his job. So it's gonna be interesting to see if they can plug in those guys and make sure that they they still have that cohesiveness on the defensive end. Um, you know, if they give Carson Edwards some more run, is he gonna be able to adjust defensively? I, we know that sometimes they have to hide Kimball Walker a little bit because. Well, yeah, he, how's that gonna look with a? Well, you got two very smaller sized guards being able to. They're not going to be able to play defense. Yeah, and up to the par. I think there's just going to be more of a burden on Tatum defensively. We know Jalen Brown's already a pretty high end defender, so I don't think it'll be too much of a problem for him. But I'm curious to see how they um, handle some of these high octane offenses that are coming into town, or rather, when they're going into their town coming up. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. But I like, do you think it's going to be uh, very just offensive games, or do you think they're just going to get like run? Like, is it just going to be run off the court, or do you think they're going to be? Just like everyone's scoring and no defense is played, I think, at least on their part. I, I, I probably anticipate some higher, um, higher pace games coming up. I mean, their last game against San Antonio, where Hayward only played, I believe, I believe he only played 15 minutes before he broke his hand, and that was a super high scoring game. Um, and the, Celt- the Celtics did fine with it. I mean, Jalen Brown, one of the best games I've ever seen him play. Honestly, 30 points on 10 of 18. They're just going to need more of that. They're going to need more guys coming in and producing brad wanamaker played 17 minutes um oh god yeah they're gonna they're, they're gonna have to rely on some other guys to give them minutes and to play the right way both offensively and defensively because they don't have as much room for error now without hayward they're still a really good team and i've liked what i've seen from them you know they they thus far have been right now they have the best record in the east but i think most people would still think milwaukee and philadelphia have more talent than them but I think they've probably solidified themselves as right now being that number three. That number three. Um, Toronto's playing really. If everything's back. Yeah. If everything's healthy and back when the time comes. Toronto's playing really well. Matters. Miami's playing pretty well. But Boston's played the best. Boston's played some of the best basketball in the NBA. So you can't complain if you're a Celtics fan. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how they look, especially when they get Cantor back. I'm still waiting for that Cantor arrival. I think he's going to really make a difference. Um, we know that he's not going to wow anybody with his rim protecting, but he's just a big body to put down there, swallow up boards. I think he's going to make a difference for them. So I'm interested to see what, what they look like when he comes back. Hopefully it's soon. But Boston, regardless of the injury, stock up. I'd be happy from a Celtic fan. Um, they're a fun team to watch right now. So what other teams do you see so far that have kind of surprised you or you've just been impressed by the way they're playing? Surprised or delighted? Yeah, surprised or delighted. Um, you know, uh, hmm. Surprised or delighted? I guess I'd have to go with. Um, I wouldn't say like the team as a whole, but just the way they've the Nuggets have been able to kind of put Michael Porter Jr. into a complementary role, and it's just making them look even more dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I guess I go with the Nuggets, just because of how many 
assets they have that they can have at their disposal at any point. Like, they're just so deep. And they, through mere chance and luck of, like, rookie contracts and no one really signing them for free agents and Michael Porter Jr. falling in the draft and then Jeremy Grant. So they just have, like, a crazy deep system. And I think they can – They're they've been playing very well. And, like, the better – the longer the season goes – the more they're going to like mesh together and like everyone's going to know their role and they'll be just even more dominant. Yeah, Denver's Denver's definitely had a nice streak going right now. They've won their last three games. Um, yeah, that win over Philadelphia. Yeah, that was a big-time win. Um, Mike Malone kind of called out the team after they lost two straight, saying they're a nice talk team, which was – it was rare to see a coach doing that. They, the coaches don't do that very often in the NBA, especially – Mike Malone's good like that. Yeah, especially in an era where the players kind of dictate how things go, but he didn't. They seem to respond. They've – They've won three games. Um, they've looked good. Jokic and Murray have, you know, done their thing. Huge games from both of them against Philadelphia. Murray putting up twenty-two yeah. and eleven. Jokic putting up twenty-six, ten and six. Um, they they ha- they have a really good starting five between Murray, Jokic, Barton, Millsap, and Gary Harris. They've they've got some really nice talent up front. Um, I still want to see how they do in kind of that grinded out half court game when they need a bucket and who do they go to? We know that Jokic has the talent to do that kind of thing, but I'm still waiting to see that aggressiveness from him. We saw a little bit of it against Philadelphia. Um, I want to see it on a more consistent basis. Um, right. Because we know that come playoff time, that's the kind of thing that separate the boys from the men, so to speak, you know, do, do, are you able to get a bucket when you really need it? But Hey, Denver's Denver's playing good basketball. They beat the Suns, who are playing really well. Um, they, you know, they're a good team. I just want to see if they can take the next step. Um, we know that they had yeah, a really no. good, we had they had a really good regular season last year. Um, you know, will they be able to beat the high end teams? The yeah, the high end teams when it really matters. It was a good start. They've won three straight. Beat Orlando. Beat Miami. Beat Philadelphia. All teams that project to be playoff squads. And they got some really winnable games coming up. They go Minnesota, Atlanta, Brooklyn, Memphis. You know, they're not gimmies by any means. Brooklyn's playing a lot better. Minnesota, they have some good players. We would think they beat the Hawks and the Grizzlies. But, hey, I agree with you. Denver is looking good. Denver has implemented their role players pretty well. I just want to see if they can take that next step, if they can beat those high-end teams, and if Murray and Jokic can elevate to that next level of stardom. Yeah, no, that'll definitely be something to watch as the season goes on. Because um, keep in mind how young they are. Of course, they're an up and coming. It's a, you know you, regardless of what happens, you can't be upset if you're a Nuggets fan. They've done a a great job with that franchise. They yeah, have no. they have Murray and Jokic locked up long term. Um, you got to remember that like, six years ago they were devastated by losing Andre Iguodala. That's just <laughs> how how big of a stride they've taken in the past, and it's all because of their management. Yeah, they're a really good team right now. Who you know, in terms of future power rankings, I don't think there's many teams that are in a better situation than Denver. So, can't be upset. But they're looking good. They're six and two right now after falling to a disappointing three and two and losing to the Pelicans, in which was kind of an ugly loss. But yeah, three straight nice games from Murray and Jokic. And you know, we we talk about depth all the time, but you need your stars to play well, and you need them to. You know, all right. you you need Murray and Jokic to be those guys when you're really. Where the chips are down, you know, you can't rely on your role players. We know that Denver's harp, uh, been a, a very successful because of their depth. They throw all those 
shooting guard, the small forwards at you. But if Jokic and Murray can be the stars, they're in a good position. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Who you got on the stock down? Stock down, right now the team that is surprisingly just not looking smooth, not looking coherent, or not coherent, cohesive is the better term, um, is the Portland Trailblazers. Now, Portland's, it's like, it's the same thing with Portland every year. We know Lloyd and McCollum, and they fill in the gaps. Um, it's a little different this year without Nurkish. They're plugging in Hassan Whiteside. But they're just not really playing smooth basketball right now. Lillard's doing his thing. But besides that, it's a lot of question marks. It's a lot of question marks on that team. Well, I mean, um, you've, got a, you've got a glaring hole at the three and the four spot, no matter whether you're talking bench or starters. Yeah, Because your, de- your debate is between um, – Kent Bazemore or um, Mario Hazonia, and that's just that's just a, a dangerous, <laughs> a very dangerous combination. Absolutely, they're 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 trying. You know, they're 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 trying guys in there, um, but they they just haven't found it. Um, you, you said Hazonia, you know, they they've tried to put Anthony Tolliver in there. Can he Anthony provide Tolliver. you with the spot up shooting? Kent Bazemore is still Kent Bazemore. Um, they don't have they don't have. A lot of depth. I mean, I think an underrated loss was Jake Lehman, honestly. He's a guy that... Jake Lehman was a picturesque glue guy. Exactly. And he's a guy who's going to play defense for you. He's going he's gonna to give you rebounds. He's got good size. He can shoot the ball. He's not going to light the world on fire, but he's a guy who just fits well with the team. Um, Elmer's. <laughs> exactly. Quality. I just don't know if they have those kind of guys right now. I mean, they're, they're throwing guys out there right now who are young and up and coming and who honestly just shouldn't be playing high leverage minutes i mean gary trent jr played 13 don't minutes you, don't you dare say i just told you gary trent nasir little is already playing 19 minutes don't you talk about my prodigal son <laughs> they're not ready they're, these guys Anthony are not ready. seems to be very ready every time is fine i mean but he's like that's that's not the kind of player they need right now well then they gotta they obviously gotta do some retooling during a trade deadline something who do you think is on. who do you think is someone they should be monitoring I know everybody says Kevin Love, but besides from him, a different um, outside the box. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they, they they need they need some kind of three and D guy. I mean, like this guy gets moved every year, but like, can they make a move for Jay Crowder? I mean, he's in Memphis. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point. Like, he gets, they love him there. He's a locker room guy. Jay Crowder gets traded every year. It seems just because he's on a great contract and he makes threes and he plays defense and he's Poor a hard nosed player. Done nothing wrong. Just been a great three and D fella. But he's a guy at the who, wrong time of the contract. But he's a guy who I think would help them. Um, yeah, no, he could probably be gotten for cheap. Exactly. Some, you know, give him some. Some Memphis will take some young players, some prospect three. I mean, uh, draft pick three years down the road. Yeah. But um, going back to what Portland's up to right now, it's just like I, I don't know if they're in a position to compete with the higher and Western Conference teams. There's so much competition in the West right now. Um, I mean, they lost to the Warriors with you know, like the, when DeAndre yeah. Russell didn't play. Yeah, I mean, I mean they on. just thought they could just sleep through that one, but you and know, then, and then at some point, NBA players are going to show up. And Lillard scores sixty points, and they lose at home. Yeah, um, you know that's just tough to to the Nets who have been playing better basketball. But when you get sixty from Lillard and you lose, like, oi, that is yeah. tough sledding. Very much. Um, they're three and six right now. They've lost their last four games. Um, 0-3 at home, which is like really, really, wow, really? yeah, Jeez. Re- really strange to see from Portland. We were speaking last week about how 
It must um, be that new court design. Maybe. I mean, they got fifty-year anniversary, baby. They got two games coming up where I think they need to win both games. They're they're at home against Atlanta tonight, oh, and geez. Tuesday they go into Sacramento. They got to win both those games because you know you don't want to you don't want to fall to three and three and eight, four and seven early. Um, I know it's early, and a lot of things can happen, but they've already lost games they should have won. Um, so, you know, I know that Philadelphia's a tough team, but that's a game they should have won. They should have beaten Golden State. Brooklyn's a good team, but at home, I mean, you think you would win that game. So, Portland, I wouldn't panic, but something has to be done. They have definitely to wouldn't feel comfortable. Start playing better. Definitely not like us. Uh, definitely shouldn't feel comfortable. Definitely should play with some more urgency coming up in these games. Um, yeah. Do you have any team that struck you as maybe a team that might want to start feeling a little skittish? Uh, I mean, the Magic have been playing kind of bad, but I, I really expected that the entire time. I know people was were like, oh, be, was it, be a was it me that's Was it me that said the Magic might be the yeah, best team in the East? You, you, were, you were high that on the Magic me. bandwagon. I was in yeah. love with Markel Fultz. You were in love with the Magic as a whole. I know. You were in their love with that Aaron Gordon walk jump shot. Their offense is really tough to watch right now. Like, it's really tough to watch. They just don't score points at a high rate. They don't make shots at a high rate. Um, You're telling me DJ Augustine isn't orchestrating the uh, three-center lineup they run most of the time now? Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, they need guys to step up. They need Gordon. Gordon's playing okay, but he's just he's not playing well enough. He needs to make more shots. Well, his role has been reduced to he's the he's the wing guy, and he's out running when he should be in a space where there's space around him. He shouldn't be clogged in at the three with – Two non-shooting bigs. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. It's not for his play style. No, yeah, I feel you. They they need to they need to play better though. Um, the East, I think you have more kind of margin for error when you start out poorly because agreed. Um, because it's like, just like teams like worse. I think like Charlotte's probably gonna fall off. They're four and five right now. Um, you know, th- there's just more bad teams you could beat up on in the East, but Orlando. They need to start playing better. They need to start playing more efficiently. Their offense is a slog fest right now. I mean, yeah. it's slow. It's clunky. They're trying to play through Vucevic, who kind of does his thing. But, um, you know, you, it's nice to play w- through post players, but you need to kind of weave in some um, perimeter play, some fast-paced play. because You need some shooting, which they, yeah. they don't have a lot of. They don't. And just throwing it to the post, it just takes away all the rhythm that you have. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but in terms of other teams that I'm a little worried about, um, I'm not going to say I'm worried about this team. Like, I don't think they're going to be a good team because they are, but Philadelphia lost Sixers. three straight games. Ooh, yeah. yeah, they've lost three straight games. What do we Yeah, what I'm not too worried about them. I'm not too worried because, I mean, every team's going to hit that kind of sputter, and it's early, mm-hmm. so they're just still trying to figure out Roles of like Richardson when uh, Brett Brown's still probably trying to figure out where he wants to spot his pieces because he's got so many at this point in his arsenal. So I think I just chalk it up to just a hey, this is this is a later in the season kind of spurt mm-hmm. where it doesn't matter, but it's just early, so it's personified. Yeah, no, yeah. Listen, I'm not going to change my take on Philadelphia. So they, you know, them and Milwaukee are the they're the teams you got to go through in the East. I'm, they're I'm the bells of the ball. I don't see that changing unless some team makes a major move. Um, 
and th- you know they lost three games that are tough. They were on they were on the road in a little West Coast trip. They they were in Denver. They were in Utah. They were in Phoenix. And as we said, Phoenix is playing some pretty good basketball. So you know it's not like they lost crazy games that should have won. Yeah, but um, there are things that you'd like to see that aren't happening. Joel Embiid does not look like he's in a great rhythm right now. Tip top shape. No, and. They're they're running the offense through him, and he's getting a lot of opportunities. He's getting to the line a lot, which he always does. But I'm I, I I'm still waiting for Joel Embiid to just like consistently dominate, like every night, you know? Yeah. Um, and he's a really good player. And when he's at his best, there's not I don't think there's a better big man in the NBA. But interesting. I I mean I think that, but at the same time I I need consist. I need consistency. I, I can't be seeing these nights where he shoots five for 16, six for 17, like he's yeah. been doing. And I know he gets to the line a lot, and that makes it better. But, um, you know, in the playoffs, those foul calls, they, they come a little less frequent. Um, the game slows down a little bit more. You don't get as many easy looks. I, I just want to see more from Joel Embiid. I do. All right. Fair enough. I think um, we all do. Yeah. Listen, he's a really good player, and I expected to come, but – um, Philadelphia will be okay. They'll be okay. Yeah, they have a really good team. Worried. And and Simmons has been out. He's got some weird shoulder injury. Um, that they they have a really good roster. I just want to see more. Um, but hey, it's it's November. Philadelphia will be fine. Just wanted to kind of let it be known. Air it that, out. Yeah, that the Sixers have lost two straight. They have after winning five straight. So, um, yeah, that's that. Um. I think we also got to give a shout-out. I'm going kind of backtracking to our stock-ups for just one second. We got to give a shout-out, I think, the Los Angeles Lakers. We got to. Um, oh, yeah. We talked a lot about them in our first pod because they were the main attraction on night one when they played the Clippers. But, hey, the Lakers have won seven straight games. Seven straight. Ever since Alex Caruso came back. Yeah, that's, that's there's that. A, there's um, a Twitter account that keeps track of it. Um. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um. And they've, you know, some of the games they've they've won, they haven't honestly looked great. Um, oh no, be, I think it's they've looked pretty. They've sputtered quite a lot, just put it at the least. Yeah, but hey, they're they're winning games, and there's a marked difference between them this year and last year. And I'm not even talking about Anthony Davis. Obviously, he helps, but they 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 have a lot of pieces just complement them much better. A lot of shooting on the perimeter. Dwight um, Howard's a revelation for yeah, some Dwight reason. Dwight Howard, like, what's going on? Like, that guy just runs up and down the court. He looks, he, he's in great shape. I mean, the guy's in he great shape. He looks in different shape. <laughs> he's well, yeah, he's in different shape. He's in better shape. Yeah, um, for for himself, it's improvement. Surprising, yeah. but in, improving. Um, and LeBron James, he's doing LeBron James things. I, I um, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think he's probably the, the front runner for MVP at this point. Honestly, wow, you're really um, already switching from from Steph to LeBron. I mean, I think I don't think I've given I've been given much of a choice. But. <laughs> <laughs> you still don't. Get, you're not riding with him. No, that's not the MVP. But I don't right, even want to talk right. about the Warriors right now. They, we right. talked about them enough last pod. It, they make me sad right now. They're um, bottom feeders. But move on. Anyway, we have enough bottom feeding on this <laughs> chat. LeBron is he's he's playing like a really good floor game. He's leading the league in assists. Yeah. Um, he's doing a great job getting everybody involved. He's looking. After the first game, he looks a little clunky, honestly. But right now, he looks he looks smooth. He looks in shape. I love what he said recently. He said, "If I'm not hurt, that he's not having any load management." Um, 
that's just fun. Oh, I like that, that. Yeah, that's just fun to hear, honestly. I mean, I've been a cr- critic of some LeBron antics in the past couple of years, I'm not going to lie. But, hey, I'm a fan of that. Um, I like know, the Le- trending um, the washed king thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. He said he said it himself. He does that. He'll like tweet about himself, which is interesting. Um, but hey, um, he's playing really well. He's still making an effort to get Anthony Davis involved. Anthony Davis is he's been a little inconsistent, um, but he, you know he's he's figuring still, out his role. He's not yeah, trying to step on LeBron's toes the same way. He's LeBron's feeling the not doubt. Trying to step on his. He's feeling the doubt. Um, yeah, you'd probably like him to. Sometimes his um, efficiency isn't exactly where you'd like it to be, and he's been a little inconsistent in terms of his games. Some games he looks like an absolute monster. Some games he looks he'll, a little out of sync. He'll, but he'll, he'll step to the side and let someone else do something. Or yeah. just let the team kind of orchestrate their win. I'd like to see him get a little bit more involved um, kind of in like the mid-range like face-up game. Yeah, they it's really a, love just feeding him down low and just going, all right, Yeah, whatever. it's been a lot of back-to-the-basket, and Andy Davis, one of the most dangerous parts about his, his game the last few years has been the fact that he can face you up, and if you don't respect it, he's going to drill that mid-range right in your face. Yeah, they, they um, give him – they put him on the block, and they just let him go to work. But if yeah. you open up the wing and just give him more space, you just let him get to work yeah. there. I mean, it's just, it's just still, more advantageous mm-hmm. for him. I still like to see a little bit more pick-and-pop action. Oh um, yeah, you know, get them get get the defense on their toes. Either he picks and pops, and he shoots that little fifteen footer, or or he pops he, and locks, and just he can pop lock and he can pop lock and drop it to the rim. For real, um, he can get the ball. You know, the defense kind of closes out too hard, and he just dribbles right by them. Um, yeah, but hey, Lakers are looking really good. Um, they've been the best team in the West. I mean, how many regular season games they're going to win? I don't know. Um, we'll see, but seven straight games, it's impressive, regardless of who you're playing in the NBA. Uh, that's not true. Um, you don't think so? No, so- you're playing uh, You're playing a back-to-back in Charlotte, Charlotte then L.A., and then you go to New York, and then you're hitting up... I'm just saying, uh, it's not that... I mean, given that you're playing seven different teams... Uh, some, okay, playing seven different teams, teams maybe. But depends know, on who seven, you're playing. Seven's a lot of games. Seven's a lot of games. Seven is a lot of games, but... You just prefaced it with who you're playing, then it would be different. It makes it different, but hey, seven straight, I, I pay respect. I respect. Um, I don't think that we can talk about um, – well, I don't think we cannot talk about the Porzingis-Knicks game. We got oh. we to we give it some love. Do we not? Oh, for sure. You mean the Frank Mielikina game? The Frank game, the Marcus Morris game, the cap space game, whatever you want to call <laughs> the it. The cap space game. <laughs> Um, it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Um, it was actually exciting. I, it was. It was a little droll and or dull and less dramatic until Frank tried to bop one on Porzingis, and then I was, I was at the edge of my seat for probably the rest of the game, even yeah. during Marcus Morris's many contested mid ranges. Yeah, it's kind of weird because when you think about Porzingis's tenure with the Knicks, like who did who was a player that you kind of really link him to? You know, there's not really any of them. Like just who because, he played with? Yeah, just because the roster was constantly being turned over, the coaching staff and it was, was so constantly... barren, even when it was turned over. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's probably Carmelo. Honestly, was like a guy. Yeah, but that... like that was like barely. No, yeah, it was barely. Um, he never even played for Fisdale, so that's like a non-factor. Yeah, um, maybe if Hornacek was the coach, it'd be kind of interesting because they realistically, had some... the biggest name he was linked to was probably Phil Jackson, just for all the beef oh, and turmoil they had together. Absolutely. Um, 
But hey, regardless, the game was really fun to watch. The Knicks pulled Great it out, game. which like, like awesome. You know, it's good. Just, awesome. Just a good thing to see. Just a, yeah. a win. You know, you're not getting a lot of wins this year, so you enjoy the ones that you you know you can get and ones that matter a little more. Yeah, and hey, I'm gonna keep it real. Christoph Porzingis, he looked good out there. He looked very good. He looked yes, good. sadly. He looks a lot stronger. His jumper's still sweet. Um, defensively, you know, he's a big body. He altered a, quite a few shots down low. Um, Frank was altering but, some of his shots, though. Oh, Frank! Frank's a defensive beast. I mean, we lest we forget, he really. I mean, listen, he's not a perfect player. He's got a lot of room to grow offensively. His handles still a little loose. Um, I would like to see him drive a little bit more and like use his driving opportunities not necessarily to finish, but to kind of create plays for others, um, just kind of yeah. more downhill aggression, you know. But defensively, he's really good. He re- he really gave um, the Mavericks fits. But it was a fun game to watch. It was really fun. Um, Doncic does Doncic things, but Knicks pulled it out. Awesome game from Marcus Morris. Julius Randle, inconsistent, but played well enough. Jul- I feel bad for Julius Randle. He feels like he has to, like, just press and press and press like he's got to get to the rim and score as soon as possible because that's what he's paid to do but like he, if he just lets the game come to him within the flow of the offense his his turnover rate would drop optimally from at least like four to two yeah in a in a perfect world i'd like to see randall play a little bit more through within like himself through the, yeah through the offense um but hey yeah it is kind of like he was kind of given that position before the season even started that he was the guy um, I guess he's, try- he's kind yeah. of trying to live up to that. Um, but hey, it was fun. Luka Doncic is very good at basketball as Luka well. Luka Doncic was, was something special, but he had a tough time when Frank was guarding him. I know I'm giving a little little suck off to my boy, but his defensive – Doncic only scored 11 points with Frank on him, and he was shooting like – I think it was like 6 for 11 on shots. Yeah. So it's impressive. And he played him for a good chunk of time. Frank makes it difficult, no, no doubts. Um, and then wingspan and, wins game. And, and Tuesday we get, we got the real return game in the Garden. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, Can't, you're gonna be there. I will be in the building. I will be in the building. The second that trade went, try down, to get Kristaps on the pod. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Try to get Frank on the pod. I'd much rather have Frank on the pod. Actually, I don't yeah. think I don't know if we could get some Kristaps uh, information. That'd be pretty valuable. But that'd be juicy. It would be rather juicy. Um, but yeah, Dallas is still playing good basketball, even though that was a tough loss for them. Um, their supporting cast is honestly like they have some pieces that are better than I thought. Um, um, I not, that is not where I thought you were going to go with that. They, they, because I thought they were going to be, I mean, they're six and three, which is pretty good. And yeah, but like eventually the wheels are going to fall off on Porzingis's 20 game. You know, he always has a good hot 21st games. Yeah. And right now Doncic is averaging what, like 30 something um, minutes or points point. Uh, I think he's averaging like either high 20s or low 30s. No, yeah, he's, average, That's not he's gonna... averaging 27, 11 and nine right now, which is like ridiculous. Yeah, that is not going to sustain forever. Yeah. So they're going to slow down. And when they're slowing down, they're going to rely on their, those pieces to kind of like, you know, contribute still because right now they're doing a lot of it by themselves that's fair they, I, I just think they have some filler pieces that are okay i, I kind of like delon Wright. um dwight powell will give the you point guards, the point guard role is actually not bad because they have a lot of different point guards that fit yeah. different molds in like within the game yeah they don't really have a slasher right now 
Um, yeah. Which they could definitely use. Realistically, that's like Jalen Bronson, but eh. yeah, I don't know why Bo- I don't know why Boban is getting time. Yeah, I don't get that either. He deserves it. And shout out Tim Hardaway for being uh, the tank commander that he is. I mean, I Tim Hardaway does his job well. I don't like watching Tim. He, Hardaway he goes play. he goes to a gym and gets his shots regardless <laughs> of what he's paid to do or asked to do. I just don't like watching him play, and I'm. But, you know, he's making money, so good for him. Oh, you don't like watching him play? I mean, I like when he's pl- – I like when I'm going against him. People love playing against Tim Hardaway. <laughs> exactly. And Tim Hardaway loves pulling. You just know he's going to sh- – you, you know he's looking to get that ball up. But – For real. Regardless, it was a fun week. We got another fun week coming up, um, and I'm excited, Phil. Yeah, me too. Well, that will conclude that for our week three recap. Wow, wow, wow. For wow, wow, wow. the Hoop Scoop. Pod. My name is Nate with my pod pal Phil. I'll see you. I'll bid you adieu. And as always, please, if you enjoy our contact, follow us at on Twitter at Hoopscoop Pod. Yeah, we got Listen some good podcasts. Content. We got the best content. We got the best memes, the best analysis, everything that you need that's for humble. the NBA season. Uh, yeah, well, listen, we got to keep it truthful. You're right. And as always, listen to our podcast on all platforms Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Spotify or on Anchor, if you so please. If you so choose. And if you so choose. And if you want to catch us more, catch us more. We'll be back next week for another We're not going nowhere, baby. Of The Hoop.